I spent the last week at home with my three girls because there was no school. We were getting ready for like Easter Sunday and whatnot. And I managed to clean out a few closets and cluttered rooms in the house. It felt real good to move around and work out without bumping into boxes or stepping on my youngest daughter's toys. Um, Those smaller toys out there, you know, they do a number on your feet if you step on them. (laughs) But the past week's clutter battle brought an old yet refreshing memory to me. Hey, you guys, it's Tyree. Welcome back to an episode of Lot Pop Talks. And today I want to talk to you about why or how, even if it feels impossible to save your marriage, you must still face your demons. Why is it so important? And I wanted to share with you um, a story that I've shared before on the podcast, but um, I wanted to kind of like update for those who are listening today um, and go a little bit more in depth with what it is that I learned during my experience and standing for my own marriage. So back almost three years ago, my wife and I were returning home from our from our night classes. We were in the midst of arranging our futures as separated spouses. It seems silly now, but we were just so sure separation was the most logical move to make. I was still trying my hardest not to show too much emotion over those kind of conversations. I was leaning more on God. I was leaning more on God, but it felt pointless to me, really, after so much time had passed. There were no changes I could see or understand in my marriage that pointed to a reconciliation. Um, To be honest with you guys, I prayed silently and half-heartedly. While I was in the car with my wife riding shotgun, I was, you know, I was praying to God about our restoration and... I was really quiet about it and and it really, it bothered me, I guess at the time, not so much now, but it did bother me at the time because I felt like I lost so much heart, you know? And um, there were no changes I could see or understand in my marriage that pointed to that. So my prayer felt more like a desperation, but I stuck to it and held on tight to my words. And I prayed, guys, I prayed. I I was just like, Lord, I'm still here and waiting on you. Is it? still possible eventually we made it about halfway home and my wife's phone starts to ring it's my mother-in-law she called us to inform us that my oldest daughter skylar is trying to burn down the house like that's literally what she said to us (laughs) and we panicked so we flashed home we drove through traffic i mean just blazing all the way home trying to figure out what's going on so we get home, we rush in, and we're, we step into the kitchen, and we called out to our mother, you know, and we asked, you know, what's going on? But, you know, there were no no fire, no smoke, no, no sirens, and apparently no danger. So we were, we felt a little bit better about that. <laughs> anyway, my mother, she walks in from the in-law suite and tells us about how my oldest child lit a pencil over the fire, um, over the stove, and that it happened around like 3 p.m. earlier in the afternoon. Now, mind you, by the time we got home, it was about 11 p.m. My mother-in-law was obviously upset with my daughter, Sky. She was also upset with my wife, Tiffany, and with me. So, as we try to figure out what had happened, she called our daughter, Sky, down from her room to come downstairs into the kitchen and explain to us and explain to everyone what happened. So my daughter does that, right? She explains as to what happened, why she did it, and whatever like that. We listened and understood the situation. My daughter was upset over something she didn't want to really talk about. But we kind of got the gist of it. I I do believe that it involved her parents and our pending divorce. She eventually told us that she felt our home was being destroyed and her thoughts became 
her actions. She lit a pencil and played with it around the house. So not wanting things or not wanting to let things get any bigger than they were, I thanked my daughter for telling me the truth. And since it was so late at night, I told her to go back to bed and we'll talk in the morning. Apparently, my mother-in-law did not like that move. Cause she, she responded in a condescending tone. I swear, Tyree, aren't you going to do anything about her? Well, you know, what, 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 what was anything? Anything from my mother-in-law meant that it basically a butt whooping for my daughter. You know, she's old school mom, which I understand. But based off of the situation, I wasn't going to do that. You know, the behavior wasn't just about simple ignorance. It was an out of place behavior and rooted in anger. I chose to respond to my mother-in-law with a question of my own. We need to talk about you and Tracy, who is my sister-in-law, moving out. My family is heading towards a hard time and we don't need you two instigating more conflict. When will you both be moving? So, you know, guys, I boom, 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 hit her back with the question. And we didn't talk after that. We didn't talk. We argued. We fought. Shouted all the things people who go through a nasty divorce could shout. That's what it looked like. At least that's the way my wife explained it to me. It looked like we, my mother-in-law and I, were the divorcing parents. It was crazy. Two Christian people. My mother-in-law and I, God's people. And here we are verbally attacking one another in the kitchen of my home at what was now midnight. Now, my wife and my sister-in-law were in the kitchen as well with us. They were sitting silent, but they were present. I was taking stock of what was happening at that exact moment. Let's think about it. My wife wanted to divorce me, and I was about ready to give up the fight. My sister-in-law laughed at my attempts to stand for my marriage. And that's like, we're going to have a whole nother conversation about that uh, with you guys. My oldest daughter admitted to wanting to burn down the whole house. And my mother-in-law was exploding in anger and discontent with me. Which is funny because I spent so many years, I've known this woman since I was like 14 years old. And I've spent many years avoiding her anger and discontent. I felt like, oh, as long as she doesn't turn it on me, we're good. Well, apparently it was my time. I glanced over to my kitchen table and saw another foreclosure notice in the mail. What in the world is going on here and under my own roof? So I grabbed my coat, my keys, and I stormed to the front door. And just before I could slam the front door behind me, my mother-in-law shouts to me one more time. Yeah, that's right. You better walk away, you coward. Dudes, I turned around immediately, completely offended by those words. I make my way back to the kitchen to show her what it means to call this man, a man, any man, a coward. My wife and sister-in-law moved to stop me. They jumped like right between me and my mother and I, my mother-in-law and I to protect their mother or to keep me from making a terrible mistake. Either way, they were ready to step in. 
something interesting happens, guys. My wife looks me in my eyes. It gives me this long look. Not like you better back up or I'm going to hurt you. It was more like she didn't recognize me at that point. I'm telling you right now, I was angry, pissed off. I was in full tilt. I've never seen her examine me so long. Like she had just woken from a deep sleep and tried to relearn who I was. It was so odd. My wife turns to her mother. Ma, you are wrong to fight with him and use that kind of language with my husband. No matter what me and him are going through, this is our home. We are in trouble and you need to leave. Now, my reader, I'm not saying my mother-in-law is the demon, okay, that, that I asked you guys to face, okay? That's not it. So that's what you're thinking. Please erase that. What I meant for you to face to save your marriage is the situation that I'm illustrating. Ready to give up on the marriage. My home was in foreclosure. You know, being scared of the future and ignoring the present. Making past mistakes again and again. To understand that my children were not okay with all what was happening, but they had no way of really communicating that to us because they're children. But I was so worried about what was going on in my own feelings, in my own world, I never stopped to consider what it is that they're going through. I was walking out of my home during another argument under my own roof. Again, I was past upset. I was pissed off. Because I felt my mother-in-law was right. I was a coward. So I choose to do something about my current situation. I accepted my actions of cowardice, but I did not accept the title. I would no longer accept that title. And let me tell you something. If somebody so close to you can use such a word and language with you, you want to ignore them? Sure. But you got to understand that they reached that point for some reason. Reexamine what's going on with you. I decided to renew my faith right then and there. I decided to renew my stand and to give it everything I had and more. I prayed to God and asked him to give our marriage everything he had. I moved over, moved out the way and realized my obedience to him and his will is what was required. Still one of the best moves this standing husband could have made. All right, you guys, that's today's episode. I want to say thank you for being here, for sharing your listenership. If you could so please like, share, favorite um, this episode, you know, pass it over to someone who it could be uh, valuable and useful to. And always, and remember that in the description, you can click um, in the links to get your monthly seven-day prayer devotional journal. We get weekly updates, monthly refresh journals, and content from me. Again, I want to say thank you guys, and I'll check you out next time.